Welcome back to Tiny Little Victories. This is season two, episode three. I am your host, Jennifer Kite Powell. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And I am excited about this guest. I know you guys think I say that about every guest, but I actually am excited when every guest comes on. Uh, this person is a Dutchman. Uh, there are a lot of Dutch people on this podcast, as you can see, are here. And I've known Dim for a long time, since 2008, when I was living in the Netherlands. And uh, we talk about how we met in the podcast, so I'm not going to go into that. But he has been around for a while at the forefront of, I think, the mobile phone revolution or coming of age time. And he has also founded uh, AndroidWorld.nl. So obviously he's an Android user and lover. He is the person that got me hooked on Android. Um, but he has some very interesting views about the evolution of the mobile phone handset industry in terms of perception and niche value around certain brands. Uh, he also likes fruit on his cereal. We're going to talk about that. And we actually discuss Dutch pastries. It's, it's a thing, actually. They have a lot of very interesting Dutch breakfast foods and what you put on them. And we're going to talk about that. So stay tuned and I'll be back with Dim. mistakes did you hear me i meant to come I, in I, earlier yeah 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 well well <laughs> I, I was just shutting up so you can make the intro i know but it was that song is so catchy to me i love it so much <laughs> and i uh hello everybody welcome to tiny little victories i'm your host jennifer kite powell and i am talking to the coolest person i know who's has his video on. He's lounging on a sofa in Rotterdam. He's got a big ass mic in front of him. A very yeah. sexy man bun ponytail. And I have. some Yeah, you do. It's wow, it's amazing. When did this happen? Well, uh, almost uh, May last year, I decided to, to, to let it grow, you know, because I'm, I'm still <laughs> able to grow my hair. So you stay, hey, listen. you should take advantage of that. Yeah, I love it. If you should, whatever you grow, you should just let it keep growing. Yeah, well, well it, I looks, can, it looks really I, I good. Can, I can grow a beard, so I, it's, <laughs> it's just a substitute for a beard. Oh, wait, so it just comes out the other side, right? You can't grow yeah. a beard, so it just comes out the top yeah. instead? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I was a big victim of the uh, beard-growing pandemic uh, in the world. <laughs> I was the only guy in the Netherlands who was not uh, having a beard, so... Yeah, you were. Those guys are pretty beard-forward. Like, yeah. the Dutch guys are pretty beard-forward. But... You seem to have long, luxurious hair now on top of your head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's curly as well. So when I oh, when what? I do it loose, Let's... I can shake my head. And well, I'm not going to do that. But oh man, I would like to see that. You have to show me later. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I'm talking to. D I'm just going to call him Dim because that's how I've always called him. Actually, that's his Twitter name, and he's everywhere else. But he is a Dutch entrepreneur and gosh you've done so many things you want to you want to give us your send up you were the editor of Android World you owned part of Android World like well, I, what? Yeah, 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 tell yeah. me well uh, well I started uh, uh, being born that was my first uh, success oh my god congratulations yeah. you came out yeah. you came out of a lady very yeah, good I job very a, a, a very good job the world. yeah um, and, and thank you thank you and um, my first company was a screen printing company, so I printed t-shirts. Uh, ah, that's so, right. That's right. Yeah. And then um, with the first, um, uh, you know, in 2008, what you call it, the banks were all uh, uh, shutting down. I lost a lot of my clientele, so I had to stop mm. this company. But in 2008, I founded this company, Android World. This was just a website because um, the iPhone was there and uh, Google just announced that they were going to make this thing called android and i was not the technical person <laughs> I said, and i thought by myself the only way i can learn this thing is writing about it and i was all in i love I that complete, completely into the internet so i i wanted to start a website a blog and i googled it and i found this other person with exactly the same idea and we together we found uh, android world which is still 
a company and has around yeah. one million one million unique monthly visitors and it's still yes doing yes great. it's let me just tell let me tell this audience of this growing audience of mine by the way thank you all for listening um is that that's how i met dim was yeah. at mobile world congress in barcelona had a big crush on him uh <laughs> seen a picture of him all of my clients are very android forward uh software technology company so he was like on mine and alex crab's top list of people to get to hey alex crab and um yeah so that's how we met because we followed you around like little puppies we were like hey tim can you talk to us and we were walking through i think the pavilion at the at um gosh where it used to be before they moved it out yeah um, yeah to there we were walking around and you're like i'm very busy right now we're like please please can you talk to us and that's how we met you. And I think that's a really interesting point about if you don't know something, just go out and learn it. Put yourself in the position where you can be around people that are doing it. And then you become an expert at it, which yeah. is really the most beautiful thing about passion, right? Because that when you're passionate about something, you I think you're more invested in it. I know I am. Yeah, yeah. And, and also uh, find your niece into this passion because... Um, yeah. You know, in the, especially in the beginning, this Android thing was was a, quite a technical thing. You could root your device, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I never oh, yeah, was. In, in, I was never invested in that sort of thing. I was invested. Mm. Why are people changing from uh, iPhone to Android, and why is Samsung doing great, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera, because I'm more a brand guy, more a marketing yeah. side guy. So that was my <laughs> passion this this years on on the why of people choosing what some kind of uh, app or or smartphone and my colleagues were more into the the technical uh side of uh of, of, of that's a of good this, combination it's a good yeah. combination of things and i yeah. i think it's interesting because i talked to another dutchman just yesterday and he was talking about how hard it is to change people's behavior and we and so i think it's interesting that you talked about you were interested in the behavior side and the brand because i remember that where it was Android and it was more technical. And we were talking about Raspberry Pi and which are very cool names, but still, man, nobody, I mean, I'm not a technical person either, but why? I, I switched to Android. I switched to a lot of devices because you recommended it actually. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm so much happier being an Android Google person than I was yeah. being a Mac I person. Yeah, well, well, just being on this subject is, is that, um, it's it's uh, uh, you know the the start of the mobile world you know with uh, with uh, iOS and Android was was mm -hmm. kind of technical but now it it's it's a mature business right yeah. so what you're seeing now is that is that the the technical leaps are getting smaller so the only development is in like the camera you know and you know fuck the camera i don't i don't yeah. care about the <laughs> camera because yeah uh, people people are going into so i i take a lot of pictures and it's important for me that i have a good camera well your yeah. pictures are shit so why do you yeah. need a good camera exactly so now it's more ge getting a brand uh war between uh the, the the big brands but nobody's paying attention to this brand word and only competing on price so uh at the, the the mobile world is getting a little bit of a uh, boring place at the moment yeah i would agree with that and the thing about the camera is so f that's what that's basically what i hear a lot when i hear people like oh oh they say oh you, you're an android i thought you'd be an iphone person i'm like why why would you think i'd be an iphone person they say well the only reason i use iphone is because the camera i'm like eh, i'm sorry the google pixel phone camera is right. phenomenal a hundred yeah. times better than an iPhone camera. So I don't yeah. know why you're still using it. I often find, do you judge people by what devices they use? Like, oh, they're an iPhone That's person. That's a thing in the Netherlands. That's <laughs> okay. a thing in the oh, Netherlands. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the youth, like the, the, the 14 until 18 are judging people on their on their device. So there are, there are, there are uh, like uh, TikToks of people saying, I could never date a guy who's using Android. And then no asking way. why. Yeah, they're kind of strange. What? No, this is. I kind of think Android people are more creative and inventive and don't follow a straight path, where iPhone people are need to conform. See, I do feel iPhone people are conformist. Oh, I yeah. said it. I confessed it. it. It's on tape. But you know, it's interesting because um, when I started this whole Android world thing and and being in this in this mobile world industry, um, 
and there was a, a, a lot of bashing uh, forward and back to you know with iOS and Android, which was kind mm -hmm. of funny because I I know the leading platform, the guys from the leading platform in the Netherlands, that that's iCulture, and and we were invited to events together on stage like a sort of <laughs> boxing match they wanted to, us to fight <laughs> over who was what's the best oh they wanted you know? they wanted it to be contentious yeah and we we, yeah. we we pretended to be enemies but we're not and now uh, after uh, that 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 vanished but now it's coming back is that is that people are just choosing uh, sides again and that's really? a big big compliment to to mm. to the, the 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 people from apple on creating such a uh, brand that people just want to have I agree. I agree. I think it's more of like a lifestyle brand. And I think it was you that had, it was actually, it was in Barcelona, I think mm -hmm. at, at Mobile World Congress. This was years, years later when, you know, cause we've been friends for a long time. I was on your podcast. I think we had said we've been friends for man about 10 years then. So now more, it's 2023. More, so now we're yeah. way on up at 13. Um, and we should do this more often because last mm -hmm. time on that podcast, I was, we were out at Skipple. If you remember, and I was, yeah. yeah. And I was on my way to Sal Island and we did the podcast in the hotel there, which yeah, is great. Yeah. You had a two, two, <laughs> two hour, two hour window in which we could exactly. And you exactly. just finished your book. You just finished your book. Yeah. Just finished my book. So you were asking me like, why poetry lady? What's wrong with you? And yeah. then, and then, uh, we talked about, yeah, we talked about poetry, but then we said, Hey, we should do, we see each other every 18 months and now it's been a four years. So we're due well, for a visit. Well, we we should try to do better, but still, uh, yeah. when it's, it's happening, been hard. it's good. Yeah. Yeah. When it happens, it's awesome, and that's all that matters. And I think the point of this, my I don't even remember. Oh, yes, I do remember. You were talking about Apple, and they made the lifestyle brand. Was that you were the one who also convinced me or suggested that I switch to Chromebook, and yeah. I did. And it was so life freeing to me. And I, I love the freedom from that. But I also feel like you're right. It is sort of a, it brands you in a certain way. And then the next year I was um, on a press junket with, um, at back in con. And I was talking to Technicolor and I was talking to some people from a creative studio that were doing some work for Disney. And I was saying, so you guys use apples in their studio? She was absolutely not. She was absolutely not. They don't have the processing power and they used the Surface Pros, like all the Microsoft Surface Pros. So I think yeah. there's a big misconception about the creativity. Like, yes, a lot of people use Apple and Macs and things, but you go into these very big film studios or these design studios and they're not using those. You're using HP ZBook. They're using very big computers that process much faster. So I think it is a... a a disconnect you know like you said apple's done a great job but it's not the best device not but uh, nothing is the best device you should <laughs> choose true. a device that's best for the purpose you use it for yeah and and uh when you're talking about business you know doing a business uh, thing but for consumers mm. of course branding and yeah. how the brand makes you feel is very important i do a lot of research with android world i ask people a lot of questions and there is not much brand loyalty in in among users of android smartphones is they switch really? they switch brand very easily only only 40 to 30 percent say they will stick to their brand when they're going to switch and mostly why, of them why are Samsung do you know do they, because there's a do they still say why? uh well mon mon money one money okay money price and second none of these brands are just working on their brands. So let's, let's, let's think about okay. uh, smartphone brands is that okay. you have uh, Apple, but they're a league of their own. And then you have Samsung and what's okay. next in next in Android world, name a big brand. Huawei. Huawei, not, not, not anymore because they're just gone. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let me name another big brand. I can't think of another. Oh, Google. Google, yeah, but they don't have a legacy in Android smartphones. Okay, this is good. I love this game. Um, yeah. Alcatel, no, Motorola. No, Motorola, okay, yeah. Uh, that's Nokia. that's the one. That's <laughs> Motorola is the best example. Is okay. They've been around for 90 years. 90 yeah. years. They went uh, went on, on the flight to the moon. And this <laughs> is a company that really has a heritage in mobile communication, which is yes. great, which is great. But... But none of the other brands have this heritage. 
also not Nokia because they're just HMD. They they bought the name yeah. just to make some. some well, they phones. sold that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, actually, so, you know what? Your point about Motorola is really interesting because you remember way back in the day. Um, you're right; they've been around for a long time. They were on the flight to the moon. They are a heritage telecoms company, and I think that people forget about that. Like you look yeah. at the the beginning 2000 of you know interactive TV and telecommunications. Motorola was everywhere, and yeah. they were part the backbone of that. They're in the DNA. It's a very good point. So you're right about these others. So there's nobody really who's left. No. So, so uh, th there is not a, not a uh, like OnePlus was like a big brand in like the early 2010, mm -hmm. 12, 13. Because why they ha they had this new thing, they didn't have any uh, local presence. They just made a phone that was good, affordable, mm -hmm. and you had to have an invitation to buy it. Do you remember? So no. Wait, no, no, did you, didn't you? OnePlus, like like CallPi, started this company and it was called OnePlus, and they. Um, I did not uh, get that invitation. No, no, but okay. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Listen, <laughs> okay. fasten your seatbelts. Is they, they created this company and they made a phone for like three hundred, four hundred dollars, which has like top specs, and the, you could only order it online, and they started this like this rumor thing is that you could only buy this when you had an invitation so this was in the early days of android and this thing zoomed around the world and there were because they made it exclusive they, they made, made it exclusive, it exclusive. yeah but mm -hmm. also it was new so when you bought a device you could hand out two or five i don't remember invites to others and people start selling those e invites at my forum at android world Whoa. for like 100 euros piece and oh this God. created this whole buzz but you know, after all these years, they were just—they were really a brand. They had a community that was really, really fanatic. But now they're just a brand because they have—they yeah. have stores. They are have a pre mm. a, 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 an office in every country. They—they they fucked it up. Sorry for my yeah. Words, because uh, no, it's okay. You can say that. We're we're explicit. Okay. We do that, okay. and okay. that's that's part of the danger, right? Like once you once you're not niche anymore, once you're not exclusive, once you lose that little say je ne sais quoi. Then yeah. you become ordinary. You become ordinary. People want to be part of a club. That's so true. That's, that's so, so true. true. That's, that's why I'm fan of Feyenoord, the best team in the world. And they're, they're from Rotterdam. And that's why, <laughs> you know, American football has so much fans. You want to be part of a team. And the OnePlus team was, was nice. You were, you were kind of a, a guy or a girl with, with a with an OnePlus phone because it was not sellable in the stores. You could mm -hmm. get it online. And, and that, that's gone. That, that's really a pity. Well, what do you think about the trend of these non-smartphones that are now starting to come out into the market? Like the light phone, which was, I think, a crowdsource funded phone, but people not wanting to be connected. So there was a gut, there was a big gap in the market for devices that weren't connected. And now you can see a whole new yeah. raft of devices that are not smartphones. Like, is that okay. maybe but the new niche or no? Yeah, but that's stuff for people with no uh, with no backbone, because no, I could be, but could be people are fatigued by social media. I have a nephew yeah, who's like sick it, of it. Turn it off. That's <laughs> true. That would be easier. Yeah, because that's you know I want I want to be in the dark. You start painting your windows black. You also yeah. can buy curtains. That's much cheaper. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> And and, uh, and 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 people, you know, smartphones are the the best thing since sliced bread. But you know, you need to know how to use it. Okay, yeah. but this 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 means back to your behavior question. People are addicts; like they cannot control themselves. You look at the complete dystopian, distorted world that we live in. Is something you and I were talking about before we had this yeah. call. Was yeah. like if all these people AIing themselves through Lenza. And then putting their pictures up. Do you? Th I actually think they've become to believe they actually look like that. And you had made a very funny comment. It's like you look like a drunk old man drinking wine, and yeah. I or something like that. But I I feel like again this distortion. So yes, I do think I do agree that smartphones are as good as sliced bread, which is delicious. But I also think that we have no more control anymore, and we're addicted to things, and we just can't stop. So. Yeah, I, I can see the value of getting a phone that's not connected if you're addicted and you're trying to make behavior change. But it yeah, is a new market now, but it's a new market. Yeah. It's yeah, grown but, out of that. Yeah, but you see that there is, there is a, a change. Is that people are aware of the addictive 
uh, yeah. side of social media and people start yeah. to to uh, educate themselves and others on the dangers of social media and using your phone too much um you know uh, uh, ios and android they jo joined forces to build in this 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 these tools when you can say okay i only want to use oh, this yeah, maximum one hour a day so th yeah. that's a thing the parental yeah. control things on yeah, youtube that's a thing so we're making steps and but it's it's uh, it's all uh, but people tend to look at these uh, companies that say oh you're the devil no the devil is in you because you exactly use yeah exactly but when you have a free service you're the customer and you're totally. the products so you should stop stop it and stop you know uh, screaming at others because it starts with you i agree and i think that that mentality is something that's very missing right now because i say to people you know i left a lot of social media a long time ago i didn't enjoy it anymore so i turned it off and because i do have some self-control and mm -hmm. people were appalled how are we going to stay in touch with you how are you going to stay connected to me i'm like well we were connected before social media so i'm pretty sure we can figure out a way to stay connected now but yeah. you're right people i hear people yelling okay people complain a lot about facebook i'm not on facebook and they said but i you know i just stay there to stay connected but i don't want people knowing my information i'm like well that's what you're giving away for using Facebook for free. You are trading something and that's your choice. And if you don't want to yeah. trade it, you can stop trading it. I yeah. do a digital detox at the end of the year where I just shut down, turn my phone off. And you would, it's so difficult. People don't understand it. They're like, well, I'll just call you tomorrow. I'm like, nope, I'm not taking calls because I'm, I'm putting this phone away and I'm turning it off and I'm just going to be in the moment. And I find it very comical people just can't understand why someone would do something like that yeah so i i have a very funny story on on tell on me people people being you know a brat about disconnecting and and being aware of this of, of, of big companies following you so there was there was a reader from the end world platform and i took this question they said i want to turn off my location i don't know i don't want google to know where i am so i i showed her it was a her to, to where they could, she could turn off the location so that Google didn't know where she was it's a, and she couldn't follow her. And then the next day she called me again. She, she sent me an email again that her Google Maps were n was not working. So <laughs> I explained to her, you, you turned off the location, uh, you know, the location. And you need the location to use your uh, uh, Google Maps. So this is a perfect example of people wanting things for free mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not wanting to returning the favor. That's a fantastic story because do they not know it's not connected? And the question and the answer is no, they don't because I don't think people actually connect these things together. That's yeah. that's a great that's a great story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I, I we could talk about Twitter too. It's the same thing. Like you can choose yeah. to pay or not pay. Yeah. It's your and choice. You, and you can choose to follow or not to follow. Exactly. So people, people complaining about being Twitter such a toxic place just don't follow these people. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I do think, yeah, I remember, I remember, and you probably remember this, in 2007, I, like, Twitter started, and it was just such a crazy, weird place. It was mm -hmm. a bunch of tech heads, tech startups, everybody, in, you know, a lot of people in Europe, and nobody knew what to do with it. It was sort of fun and lighthearted and silly, and I remember following a guy in Slovakia that I had met a startup event, and he had a little daughter who had ate a daisy that day, and I thought, oh, that's so funny. I can stay connected to him. His daughter's eating a daisy. Yeah. And and then it became what it is today, and which I think is actually more toxic. Again, you talk about one plus, right? If something yeah. starts out niche and then it becomes this big behemoth. And I hear people, like you probably see people, oh, it's so terrible and this is so awful. I'm like, well, let's just leave then. Like, yeah. you survived before. I, I'm still there. I don't agree with Elon Musk in anything this man does. But... I still enjoy Twitter because I just delete all that crap that I don't want and stay connected to the things I do want. It's choice. Yeah, but but that's uh, what you're saying now. But Elon Musk, of course, is a nuthead. But I like nutheads because nutheads change the world. I, yeah. I agree with a lot of people that some of the things he say or does is not like, well, it's not good. But on the other hand, no. 
doing really great stuff, you know, with with the whole uh, going to the moon thing and these yeah. electric cars, and uh, and and not I, even I, his I, ideas though. He's he piggybacks on other ideas or buys those companies and then pushes them forward, which is capitalism, you know, at its best. Yeah. Um, so. I I don't know that he's got. Look at with PayPal is a great example. Like his first startup didn't work, so he bought PayPal and then took that to. So maybe he's maybe he's good at taking over things and pushing them forward. I. I think that there's a lot of people trying to do space things, but yeah, I also don't listen to him. Like I don't care. No, well, that's that's what <laughs> I mean. So if you don't like any someone, don't listen to him because then you're doing the best thing you can to shut somebody up is to yeah. not listening because totally. people stop talking when nobody's listening, and <laughs> so uh, true. And, and 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 companies stop making products when nobody's buying them and people stop making apps when nobody's using them so mm -hmm. it all starts with you i agree and everything comes back to you did you did you go to mastodon by any chance yeah but uh, i'm the only one people in my area i'm are, there are like, I, well i'm not the, but what i want to say is mastodon is not a great mm -hmm. product Mm -hmm. Because it Why? looks great, but it's a, it's it's a product made by nerds, people who like <laughs> to make, and that's a good thing. But it's not consumer friendly. So if you well, want to buy, should it, does it need to be consumer friendly? Yes, because okay. the the purpose of Mastodon is to create a product on which people can communicate and tell them stories for everybody in a safe place. But this is mm -hmm. not for everybody. No. I, I, even I get confused about all these servers and then people are are, are are becoming my friend four times a day and then and then yeah. they're gone <laughs> and, and it's it's just stupid. But let me ask you a question though. So when Twitter came around, people didn't know how to use that either. They were very confused. Nobody knew what following meant. Nobody knew what you were supposed to do. Okay. Nobody knew what you were supposed uh, to do there. Yeah, but that's you don't agree? something different. I don't agree. Okay. Is that that was a new way of communicating. Correct. And maybe and this, this is, is a, new a new way of communicating. This is a new technique of communicating. And ah, the purpose okay. of the technique is uh, not being followed, uh, safety, blah, 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 etc., yeah. etc. But why is it's it so point. consumer unfriendly? Hmm. I don't know. I think that's a good question. I've been wanting, dying to talk to somebody about Mastodon, so you're the first person, because I also found it confusing when... I joined. I am on jennifer.journa.host, the journalism channel, and I'm yeah. also on Mastodon Social. I don't know how I got. I I guess you had to apply to get on both and be accepted. And then when I went there, I saw everybody I tend to follow on Twitter, but I had to look for people that I didn't know their handle. So I was like, oh, this is not easy. But hey, we had to learn Twitter, so maybe we can learn this and and wait for it. Why do we think that everybody's supposed to make things easy for us? People, you were on Twitter early, but I can guarantee you that 90% of the people on that now were not on it in 2007. They, sure. I mean, it didn't really take off till what, like 15, 2015, 16, when everybody sure. started like swarming over? Sure. I don't know. I'm confused by what we expect today and what we think people owe us. That's how I'm boiling it down. Yeah, but you have to remember, Jennifer, that we are early adapters and very invested in, you know, mm. the, the technology and and the, the cultural uh, uh, thing that's 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 doing that, and and that are are and that we are only like five percent of the users, and the rest are just yeah, people wa true. wanting to communicate, and they come aboard <laughs> later when the the product matured, right? And yeah, then that's true. I, I, I remember this another anecdote. I had this friend Jeroen <laughs> in Rotterdam and he was on iOS from the beginning and he had this app. It was called Instagram, which was like a major thing because it was pictures and uh, and you had to filter them. It was about yeah. beauty and and then, yeah. and then and then he had this thing from hashtag from where I stand. So he was like photographing his feet and then <laughs> the news came that Instagram uh, also came to Android and he was like angry because oh. oh shit now I get all those peasants and housewives <gasps> and stupid people <laughs> like yeah and 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 he just he quit he quit it wow right? yeah so, so that's 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 happening with all those uh, uh ch channels and and ways of communicating that's such it, a it good gets, story 
it gets gets for the masses and then the, the purists don't like it anymore. Yeah, I love you, know, you know what you're so you're so right. We are early adopters. Your friend June was a five percent. That brings me to you you also remember Hives. Remember Hives in the Netherlands? Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. that was at the at the very apex of, you know, MySpace. Remember yeah. it was like competing with MySpace. And I yeah. had just moved there then and everyone was like, Hives. I'm like, what what is this Hives? Do I need to be a part of Hives? And it was so myopic, right? Because Monumental. it was really just Yeah. And Monumental. I, I I wished it had like succeeded and taken over the world instead of going away. But I I thought it was so fascinating because it was this one culture that I had moved into who was creating this huge social connection with people. Yeah. And your your country's like early adopters of everything. Well, not of everything, but a lot of things. Uh, when it comes yeah, to technology, pretty tech forward. Yeah, you guys are pretty yeah, tech, tech forward. Tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm calling well, you all the Dutch, the Dutch tech mafia. Yeah. Well, Hives was just a great example. That was just it really two was. guys that made this platform, and then it took off. And you know, the Hives thing was like over the beach. You know, you had this this small Hives, and yeah. it was a it was an ugly platform. It looked like shit, oh. but it worked. <laughs> You know, you could chat, you could you could you could post things, yeah. and and, and the, the this. But this, that was uh, revolutionary at the time. Yeah, yeah. But do you remember the dancing banana? Yes, yes, the dancing banana. But that's still like, if you see the dancing banana, people say, "Hey, hives." Yeah, that's so yeah. funny. And, and MySpace, let's face it, was not a good user experience either. It was not pretty. I, I, ne I never used it. Uh, 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 so, like, hives was my first. Uh, besides from Twitter, my first. It was your first. It was your first. Yeah, it was my first <laughs> getting all uh, uh, romantic about uh, yes over over hives yeah 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 but it was great and then it was it, it was sold uh, to this big uh, company that that yeah. misused it and and, and just it, it's now a, a site where you couldn't play games for children it's just wow. gone that's it's so gone. sad and yeah. I think that time was very interesting it was what two thousand eight nine ten was yeah. that time and. Uh, it was all about location, location based. Remember, we were going to be oh. walking by a store and someone was going to send you an ad through your phone for shoes that are on sale or yeah. in real life. In real life was huge then. Anything that was yeah. IRL or mapping your friends on a map, which you can't yeah. do any, you know, people would call that doxing. But oh. that was where we were because phones had not, did not have the computing power yet. Right. Yeah. You're talking about, you just said it. You said it when I, you started I, I, 2008. I, 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 you, yeah, you did. You did want to share your location. Do you remember yeah. remember Gowala? <laughs> oh yes, Gowala. Yes, I, 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 that's one of the apps that's not existing anymore that I really miss. That was a great I, app. Th that was a great app and a great time. It was uh, like a really nice uh, uh, made. The, the design was like really yeah. nice, and you could earn those things. And people were really fanatic about it. So that yeah. was a great time. That was a great time. But that, but that was a very special time, I think, in tech in the tech history, where people were starting to connect through these social platforms that were still developing, right? Where your phone yeah. was becoming much more powerful. That was yeah. when the Android phone was coming into the market around 2008. And people were thinking, I remember this guy, I don't know who he was in the Netherlands, but he had this also this idea where you would like have a little tchotchke or a little a little thing you put in your hand, like a toy, and it would you would touch the other person's toy yeah. and you would yeah. change content. What, do you remember that? Yeah, I've, it would I've swap got, contact I've, information. I forgot the card, but uh, the, yeah. the name. But uh, the, yeah, the, it, just, it was a little puppet. It was yeah, like a yes. game. Yes, and, and you could you could hold it to each other, and then you you exchange uh, like your uh, your LinkedIn profile, whatever yeah. it was. And your it was social really contacts. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, really and I, forgot the name. I thought that was so. Whatever happened to him? I know, and that was that was the time that I had met you, but that was the time I think when there was a real shift in the market, that was right after Twitter had really come out and opened up outside of beta. There was MySpace was sort of, Facebook was just sort of emerging on the scene. And mm -hmm. it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, that was when behavior began to shift. And that could be part of tied to what you talked about with the brand, like people not being committed to the Android brand, like shifting around. But you worked for a big brand for a long time. Can you talk, are yes. you free to talk about that? Or yeah, like, sure, sure. What, uh, uh, what did you learn from that experience with Huawei? Well, yeah, to, to, uh, to, to paint the picture in 2015, I was asked to start the Honor brand in the Netherlands. Honor was like the, the second brand of the Huawei company. And it was for youth and a little bit of bad boy and 
I like to be a bad boy. So they asked me, but <laughs> yes, that, you do. That, pro that, that project didn't hold. And after like 12 months, they asked me to be PR manager of Huawei the Netherlands. So I was a PR wow. manager. I didn't have any education, but you know, I just tried. And I was. Well, but because you do, you, you, you take things very seriously when you do things. I mean, you just don't go into them half ass. You're like, I'm in, I'm doing it. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm not. Uh, not um, stopped by any knowledge so i learned yeah. along the way and it was an, a, ni a nice a nice uh, uh 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 two years uh but you know it was again uh, uh, the first things first when i work for a company i see that as a club as a as a, as, mm. as something you you need to be proud of you know so yeah and there were people in the company that didn't care about anything they did that just want to have the money and i, I yeah. do understand that but that yeah. was also the, the big thing about the company they they made the phones not from a passion but to make money and uh, you know that's uh, a big company for you i think that's it was too big focus. for me uh, you know yeah. and and uh, if, if your time spent there is 100 percent, like 40 percent of that is internal politics you know to you know to kick 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 yeah. below and lick and lick upstairs how do you say it in english yeah um, that's good enough <laughs> yeah that's good enough it's, it's, it's close enough but you know what i mean and i, I didn't uh, get that but what i liked over there was what i learned over there is is working with the chinese people which is very hard but you also got to respect the working ethos of those people mm. and um what i learned there is that um um that well it's just the, the the best thing i learned there that working for a big company is not something for me because i um you have to keep your mouth shut and that's not one of my <laughs> uh <laughs> that's not on my resume and uh, yeah so, i know i yeah. struggle with that right now you have to keep your mouth shut i'm yeah. doing some work for a very big company and they're like yeah just keep your head down like i stay in the shadows that's my that's my trick yeah but you know if when it doesn't I, feel good I, but <laughs> Uh, would I do the same thing again? No, I would be more mature mm. and, 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 but I'm saying this now from the comfort yeah. of my couch, but, um, <laughs> with your man um, ponytail and your huge and microphone. Yeah. But the best thing over there was, um, the, 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 the lesson I want to give to the listeners is mm -hmm. this, this Huawei company was like, everybody looked the same. When you entered the building for the first time, you get a laptop and a bag. So everybody over there had the same bag from mm. the ThinkPad, the Lenovo ThinkPad backpack. And I couldn't stand this because, you know, I, I'm, I don't like being the same. So the, like the only the, the second week I brought an old suitcase to the, to the office that belonged <laughs> to my grandma and I put my <laughs> laptop in there. But the Chinese loved it because they're, you know, they are not comfortable by doing these things mm -hmm. themselves, but they love it when somebody else is doing it. I love so I that. Took, I, I took the suitcase. And every time when I was in an international meeting in China or, 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 or in Germany, I put this suitcase on the table, I opened it, and people were starting to ask me questions. What I learned is that at that moment, I broke the ice. Yeah. You know, I had friends. I had people who were interested in me, and I had a nice, nice story about the history because of the Because you're, you're authentic, and I think people want to be authentic. Like, they want to connect with people. Yeah, sure, but everybody's authentic. But dare to show your story or to tell mm -hmm. your story or or to, you know, to share something. And then whenever I do a public appearance and, uh, mm -hmm. and that's always a story I start with is, you know, when you're coming in a new situation, try to find something that's or is common or is nice to talk about. So you mm -hmm. can break the ice and, and start making uh, friends over there. I love that. Did you do you think that your little laptop and your suitcase experience for people encourage them to maybe also to sort of shake that Lenovo backpack feeling or yeah yeah well, well, I, I was wearing a, a hat to the to the workplace which was like revolutionary <laughs> like this Godsby hats you know uh, yeah this, this, this oh your hat. fisherman's cap you, you yeah you had a yeah, fisherman's cap like that. no yeah l mm -hmm. something like that and and I was sitting in the office and 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 I was and, and people were watching me, but like there were 30 or 40 people working over there and I, I don't <laughs> care. And the second day, one of the Chinese was coming in wearing a cowboy hat. What? Oh my God, I love that. So you did, you but, did make a change. Yeah, yeah. But, and, and I'm working again now, one of my clients is, a, is, a, is one of my former uh, colleagues over there. He now has an importing business and he's importing an electric bike brand and I'm helping setting up the brand, etc. And I have this ponytail now on my head. 
And two weeks ago, we had a meeting with a big uh, distribution company, Ingram Micro. Maybe you heard of them. Yes. And I stepped, I stepped in his car and I looked at him, and he also had a ponytail on his head. <laughs> I said, Kevin, we're oh. ponytail brothers now. Like, I love just, it. Uh, he he is now. Um, <laughs> Uh, he's he's breaking the chains, not wearing a shoot suit anymore, and I, I'm not trying to change him, but I somehow freed him of these, you know, office chains. So yeah, I like that. I, I like that. that too because I do think you're. A ch I think that's when you're okay. You can argue with this if you want to, but I think that when you are your true authentic self, that you inspire others to do the same because. I think that's one thing about you that I really admire is you're sort of contagious, right? You yeah. you have so much passion for what you do. You're so like honest. There's the transparency is so inspiring that I I can see why it rubs off on Kevin, right? I can see yeah, why it yeah. rubbed off on the guy with the cowboy yeah. hat because yeah, yeah. it feels good. It feels real. Yeah. And I don't think you can get that through social media hearts, emojis, and like aubergines and flames. I don't think you can. No, no but uh, uh, good point you're making. And when people are like uh, vulnerable on social media, you have to be aware of that it's uh, mm -hmm. most of the time a trick to get more attention, right? I agree. Yeah, I so agree. So I, I, you know, it, there was this trend on social media in the Netherlands, maybe international, is that <laughs> you know this influential start there, they, they showed a picture of like a teared eye, and they they, they started the mission. You are used to see me in this perfect conditions, and I want to oh, show yeah. you I'm only you, blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on LinkedIn too. You see it everywhere, and I'm like, t talk to the hand. Yeah. Well, don't it's get a little me started much. on LinkedIn. Yeah, don't get me started. Oh, on well, people. let's why? Why not? Let's get started on LinkedIn. Why not? Let's yeah. go. Boom. Okay, boom. People uh, <laughs> uh, showing this. Uh, listen, people having a new job. They announce it uh, on LinkedIn. Great. Yeah, and it's That's like 19 for. paragraphs yeah. of like yeah, how yeah. their life has or changed. Yeah. Okay, but listen, they start the sentences. I have a new challenge. Well, oh, yes. F you, you don't have a challenge. You get a job, you get a car, you get uh, a <laughs> dental, uh, you get so a, just this. You got a dental you get, plan, you got a pension. Yeah, you didn't get you a get new a challenge. Pension. You get a pension, you get a 38 hour work week. It's not a challenge, it's a chair with cushions in it. A challenge is if you go to Africa with only one pair of socks and start a company over there. That's a challenge. So stop this. Thank you. <laughs> so. What uh, and people bragging about getting a diploma with some sort of a Microsoft Azure thing? It's like oh, the certificate crazy. programs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's nuts. So what what I did, I, st I, 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 it's it's a it's a thing you can do with LinkedIn. That if you have this this diploma, it's a, it's an automatic thing. And I said, I want to share you that I have become this <laughs> diploma. And I shared, I have. Uh, I don't know what's in America, but I uh, it, it, when you're at kindergarten, you learn to tie your shoes. Yeah. Yes, yes, you learn so how your shoes, the net, or you learn the how to, yeah. That's the first diploma you get as a human, yeah. is your tying your shoe diploma. And now you don't so even tie I, a shoe anymore. Kids use Velcro, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, well, <laughs> well I, on LinkedIn, I, I, I shared this message that I renewed my uh, shoe tying diploma oh, for the next 40 God, years. Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, and, and people were just like, so, okay, this is nice. Like, it sort of got the, uh, the, the cold out thinking. of the air. Yeah. yeah, because because also on LinkedIn you also you always have to perform to perform to perform to perform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or people saying we are so honored and happy oh. to work with. No man, you you just sent a big 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 invoice, so you're not it's honored. Such, you're just it's doing the job. It's just it's 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 false value signaling. It's all yeah. all it is is to make yourself feel better. And I agree. I've been. I try to go into LinkedIn now and just like do my business and then leave because again, I was finding all of these things to be, is everybody have the need to like psychologically vent out why they have a new challenge, like you said, or yeah. how honored they are to work with this person or yeah. they're so humbled. No, yeah. you're not. that's not humbling. That's not humbling. No. Humbling is no. having to like maybe live in a tent because you lost your house and you have to live by the side of the road. Yeah. Like, and 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 sort of destruct to interrupt you. No, no, it's just a uh, uh, LinkedIn is ab uh, is about building a network, right? Yeah. To be uh, to to you know to maintain a network and okay, I know you can do this. You know you don't know what I you know what I can do. So maybe when the uh, the when there's a time 
we can use each other's uh, and earn some money. That's great. Yeah. But I think you should maintain your network also by helping people. Small example, I started mm -hmm. with honor with my uh, now good friend Kamlesh and he was sitting on the bench for one year and he was like, uh, like emailing and calling a lot of people, you know, can we have a coffee because I'm looking for a job, etc. And a lot of people turned him down by not even mentioning him. But then we started at, uh, at Huawei, at Honor, and we were sitting on a lot of money to spend in a year. And then we were on this party and this guy comes up, hey, Kamlis, how are you doing? We should have a meet next week, have a coffee and talk again. And this guy passed on and he said, you know, this motherfucker didn't answer any calls the last 12 months. And now I have a job and have some money to spend. And he wants and something from me. Yeah, yeah. And so he's not getting like one euro from me. So that's... that's <laughs> You know, if people are calling you, if they are like you're having a problem, just answer yeah. their calls and be honest. Is I you agree. Know, man, I love to have coffee with you, but I can't help you with a job. Yeah. So, I so, mean, people just don't understand how. You know, you're right. There's a way to give to people. Maybe you don't have a job, but sometimes sitting and having a 15 minute coffee, even if it's a digital coffee, really helps people feel confident again or gives them some ideas. Maybe you give them some ideas to go in a different direction. But yeah. this ghosting, this dating ghosting, moving into the business world ghosting, I think is yeah. really hostile and negative. I've experienced it. I've experienced it a lot since I left and sold my company. And, yeah. you know, we're making my decisions. You and I talked about this of where to go, mm -hmm. where not to go, what to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. decided that, you know what, then if this is how the world is right now, that I'm just going to change and make my own, my, make my own way. Like I've, disconnected from people that like your friend just weren't there for you and yeah. and it feels better because i think life is long i don't feel like it's any point in having any negative or toxic energy around you you're a very giving person i'm a very giving person and when i needed help like very few people were there for me and yeah. that's okay because it teaches you something to me it was a reminder that number one I'm not the hero of the story that I thought I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, which is good because you you learn something and you're able to change and become yeah. and grow from that. I don't think you and I are definitely not the same person we were when we met. And but I'm thankful for that because I feel like each year that goes by, you're able to take a little more in and make a change and see things differently. Then. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 true, but uh, you know that that's live and that's that's yeah. evolving to be a maybe hopefully a better human uh, and and yes. and that's but but th th that's my uh, I'm I'm sounding like a life coach, which I'm definitely I love not, it. But, you kind uh, of are. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> please, please, I'm not. Um, he is not a life coach. Dim I'm is not, not a, a life, life coach, coach, everybody. Yeah, but he it's has very good life lessons. Yeah, very good life. It's going lessons. to be on my LinkedIn. Not a life yeah. coach, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it still is. Is um, when when you have something to share, or you're looking for people, just first look in your uh, your your network around you of people that were always there for you, and just offer them the opportunity to. Uh, to get to to get to seize this opportunity right mm -hmm. uh, maybe uh, my, my my english is not uh, good your enough english to, is to, perfect to your english is absolutely yeah. perfect yeah yeah and, and and then second and that's one of the things we are dutch people are very good in be honest if you if you <laughs> cannot use the services you you see i have this one friend is building beautiful websites that like really great websites mm -hmm. i had this opportunity but it was just not for him so i called him you know i'm going to pass on you yeah. for this and this reason because this is not the work you do and i just i just want to let you know that i thought of you but this is not for you so i'm going to call other companies that and is that's perfect. valuable yeah, yeah because i i feel like that was that's really great those two things opportunity help people and be honest because i learned that from dutch when i was living there one of the things yeah. that people aren't is honest and transparent and i do think that as a whole most dutch people that i know are honest like that like I can't use that I appreciate you telling me but it's not it's not gonna work but that's not an insult it's not a, like a crusade against my character it's just the truth and I think yeah. that is a very valuable asset in this world to and it helps people I think that is about also helping them maybe they can pivot from that maybe they can make a different decision from that um, yeah. I do think that you get judged a lot oh you're so blunt like I have a lot of Brits say oh you're just so blunt and I say yeah. but maybe you're not blunt enough yeah <laughs> 
Maybe well, you need to be blunter. It's, it and why is it, it blunt? Why isn't it just not being transparent? Why? That's exactly. It's just transparent and just that is something you ask you what do you think of this and i say well i don't like it but if you yeah. like it go ahead and i'm yeah. uh, and and it's one i'm just one person just ask yes. 100 others yeah. and this 99 others say it's great then i'm wrong yes yeah. but but you want my opinion and my opinion is only valuable when i speak the truth my truth yeah yeah exactly also I, i'm not sure people actually i've decided i'm maybe i'm on the fence about this a little bit but do people really want your opinion? Not yours personally, but mine. They ask for it and they're like, well, I don't agree. I'm like, okay, well, no, they, that's- no, no, they want confirmation. They want confirmation in they their They want to hear opinion. what they want to hear, yeah. Yeah, and sometimes, yeah. Uh, Jennifer, be honest, sometimes you need to have this little lie. You see that somebody needs this confirmation <laughs> yes. and that you did a great job. And then in your head, you say, okay, it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's a six, but it oh, should yeah. be a 10. But, it's, but yeah. okay, but sometimes you need to encourage people, but you know uh, well but that's empathy though right you can see when yeah. somebody needs it and you yeah. give them something that's sort of a gift yeah. and then you just walk away and you're like oy vey <laughs> and again this is a disclaimer i'm not a life coach <laughs> folks he is not sponsoring this episode he is not no. a life coach so don't no. be contacting him and thinking that he is but you know no. i think i think that there is a question i do want to ask you because i know it's getting on late there and you're trying to watch a sports game why no, do you I'll put grapes? Why do you put on grapes on cereal? <laughs> grapes on cereal? Well, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not doing that, but uh, okay. But well, you guys, I, just I for I the audience, ah, oh, yeah, you do. Just for I a minute. Actually, I'm doing it. I actually. I told you. I know. Yeah, yeah so, but we're also the, the 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 people that put are putting chocolate sprinkles on the bread in the okay. morning. Yes, that's true. Okay, for folks out there, the Dutch absolutely love chocolate sprinkles. They're called de. What's the word? Despite Hageslag. Dis Hageslag. Ha Hageslag, yes. Hageslag, also, yeah. puffages, delicious, yes. sprinkles, yeah. Uh, yeah. panna delicious. Yeah. But Dim here, well, I'm not on Instagram anymore, but he used to eat a bowl of cereal with muesli yeah. and some flakes in it and put yes. green grapes. And he'd yeah. go, mmm, breakfast. And I was like, grapes on cereal? I don't get it. No, why not? Okay, but it makes sense if you put raisin on a cereal because a raisin's like a shriveled up grape, right? But so yeah. grapes are so watery to me. So how does that work? Have, is this like a childhood thing? Grapes on cereal? No, 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 it actually is not <laughs> anything cultural. It's just part of the being healthy hype. You know, okay. the, the chocolate sprinkles. We can put strawberries, strawberries on. We're going to get to yeah. those sprinkles, mister. We're going to get to those yeah. sprinkles in a minute. Okay, listen. Because listen. you also what, do a spread. Wait, wait, I'm making okay. it like this move. So what is the difference between a grape and a strawberry? Um, There's no difference because they contain <laughs> a lot of water. True, so, good point. So why you're <laughs> telling me I can't have grapes and I can have a strawberries because no, they're not... the same. Yeah, you're, you know what? You are 100% correct. I've never seen a grape on cereal until I met you. And I just okay. had been wanting to ask that so the world could hear it. So the world could yeah. hear that everybody, you can put a grape on your cereal. Yes. Because it's the same as putting a strawberry or like what what other kind of fruit would you put on your, would you put like a piece of watermelon on your cereal? Yeah, whatever. Okay, fine, true. Because you need to now, be healthy and it's just yeah. yogurt and yogurt That's has true. no taste, so. That's true, zero taste. So let's get to the sprinkle like addiction that you guys have. Yeah. They yeah. have De Reuter, which yes. you have, see, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, that's And a little good. white box, a little white box with like blue, yeah. really beautiful script on it and chocolate sprinkles, hazelnut sprinkles, colored sprinkles, and then a spread. You can put a spread on your toast. Yeah, Nutella. Nutella, yeah, sort of exactly. Nutella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got grapes with cereal, mm, healthy, and then toast with chocolate sprinkles or spread. Listen, if there's no chocolate, sprin no chocolate sprinkles in my house, mm -hmm. I'm panicking. Okay. You know, I get a stalker <laughs> throw, then you you see the sweat on my forehead because <laughs> I I just. I, I'm eating healthy, but part of my lunch, and yeah. that's a lot of uh, thing. A lot of people find strange. We eat bread at lunch. Is yeah. is that that I want to have at least one boterham sandwich, boterham with yeah. chocolate sprinkles. Boterham. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Boterham, so, yes. what are the sprinkles you have in your house right now? Uh, just uh, uh, ch dark chocolate sprinkles. That's, that's good. The Do only dark thing chocolate. I'm eating. Yeah. Okay. No mi well, no milk chocolate because there's no taste in them. 
Like, yeah, milk pure. chocolate sprinkles suck, but like yeah. dark chocolate, De Reuter sprinkles yeah. are the best. Yeah. And do yeah. you have a pufferage pan in your house? Um, I think somewhere in the cupboard. Okay. But when okay. I get them, when I get them, I get them outside at the market. Yes, or, uh, at, uh, yeah. or at a cooking house. Very good. We so, even have a Panacoken boat in uh, Rotterdam. A Panacoken boat. I have been yeah. to that Panacoken boat. And I've also been to a Panacoken boat that was up by the Nord Sea, up by Zihondinkresh, mm -hmm. um, where yes. it was a seal preserve. And you walked along this magical little path, and it's like arts hanging from the trees. And all of a sudden, there's a little canal and a boat and a guy in a beard. And you come and sit down. You have puffridges or panakokin. It's magical. Yep. Absolutely magical. Yep. You guys yep. know how to live. And <laughs> so also one of my other favorite Dutch. I've used a lot of bread here. I know it sounds very bread forward. But I would rather have more bread than anything else. But also a panakokin is a gigantic mm -hmm. pancake. And it's just usually natural, but sometimes you guys fill it with apples. What's your favorite panakokin? Or Ooh. eggs. You can even put eggs in yours. Eggs are yeah, bacon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, my father used to make uh, uh, a potato panakokin. Oh, that sounds a, delicious. A, a pancake with slices of potato, boiled potato in them. And, uh, and just some, um, not ham, but how do you call it? Uh, yeah, jambon, ham. Uh, uh, no, yeah, spec. No, not ham, spec? Spec, yeah, spec yeah. on it. Mm -hmm. And, then, and yeah. then a little bit toasted, it's great. But if I go to Ooh, a Panakuka house, I, I, mm -hmm. I usually want to have just a natural with strope uh, on yeah. it. Yeah, strope. Oh, strope is the best. Or, or when I'm going crazy with some with whipped with cream and, and banana. Dark chocolate and, sprinkles. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let me ask you the question. Do you okay. eat a pizza with ananas? Pineapples, pineapple, pineapple. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sure. I love pizza with pineapple and ham spec. Me too. It's my, too. with mm. a little bit of oregano. Oh, I know. I'm so hungry. Mm, listen to us making those <laughs> yummy mm, sounds. Uh, yeah, it's my favorite pizza. And when you have that, people are like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, I'm sorry. Salty, sweet together. It, right? Just go to Mastodon and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to Mastodon and shut up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my last Dutch puffy pastry deliciousness that I love so much is an olibolen. Yeah, yeah, we just oh. we just passed the the time of olibolen. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something, my friend. I made olibolen on New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. I got a recipe. I let the dough rise. I put the raisins in. I put made little balls. I put them in and I fried them up and did the powdered sugar on top. And I had two friends over and they were like, "What are these?" I go, "Oil balls," yeah. <laughs> because that's the Dutch, right? But they, I remember being in Kroenigen. And yeah, on yeah. Uh, right after Christmas, thank you for yeah, the word. Yeah, and these yeah. little wooden carts out there in the square, and they have little like tranche, little little you know sleeves. One would be nature powdered sugar. One may have raisins. One would have like yeah. something else on it. And I asked the guy, I go, "What are these?" And he said, "Only bowling, and we only eat them this time of year. Magical, yeah. absolutely yeah. magical." Yeah, we have we have this olibollen test in the Netherlands. So one what? big newspaper is testing all the the olibollen, you know, from the carts around the cities. And then yeah. when you when you win this competition, yeah. then you're you're going to be rich because these guys open from one week before uh, the New Year's Eve, and they start selling at five. Listen, at five in the morning what? until nine in the evening for ten days straight, and they even have to do some uh, uh, traffic control of people what? waiting in line. Yeah, because people only want the best olibola. So they go I to the court. Yeah, yeah. And there's every year there's a, somebody who's going to court because they were rated like the worst and they say it's not what? true. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's like the olibolen wars. It's, it's really funny. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite olibolen? Uh, without the raisins, just pure without the raisins. Yeah, the natural one with powdered sugar. Yeah. I did it both yeah. because I de separated the dough and I did just plain and then I put the raisins yeah. in. And, yeah. you know, you just can't stop eating them. Yeah. They're just yeah. delicious. It's a, it's, an, it's a nice <laughs> tradition that, 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 that survives time, that, that really stays. You know, yeah. every year people are, are, are boiling their oil in the garden because they don't <laughs> want to do it indoors. And, and, and they make this olive oil. It's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, and the other beautiful thing is, uh, you know, Americans don't have anything really original themselves, but 
I my friends that were here, they said, where does this come from? I go, well, it came from Dutch um, immigrants that came over to America that, you know, came to New York, came to Manhattan, came west, you know, with the oil. And they brought this recipe with them, which is the beginning of the American donut. Yeah, only it is. Uh, yeah. And I like donuts. I really like yeah, donuts. Yeah, donuts are so amazing. Americans do have things from the shelves. It's well, we do have, true. well, yes, but the base of that donut came from the Olibolen and then so close to New Orleans, the beignet. But yeah. an, ol an Olibolen is more, is so much different than a beignet, in my opinion. Uh, yeah. But there's a donut shop here called Salty Donuts. And you, I wish I could send you some. If you come to America, Stay in a hotel me. room. I'll have some. I'll definitely invite you. We'll do a podcast. I see sure. Dim does Texas. Yeah. That could be great. Yeah, <laughs> but Dim does, uh, these, right. <laughs> Dim does Texas. That would be a very interesting podcast or show. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, well, my my, uh, my my one of my customers has to go to Fort Lauderdale, but that's not in Texas. Oh right? gosh, that's Florida, which is I think okay. way worse than Texas. Sorry, they, so sorry America. Okay. Oh, sorry, I know, but it's okay, America. We don't even they wouldn't even know. Probably, no. I think most people wouldn't even know their geography here. But okay. um, yeah, I mean, if you do come over here, of course you have to let me know. Number one, if you are here and we can't see each other and you stay in a hotel, I will have salty donuts. Send you some donuts. Yes. Overnight is some donuts because oh, they cool. do very olibolin type donuts, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But they fill them with amazing things. Like they're very puffy. They're almost like a brioche donut in a way. Okay. And yeah. uh, they're, they're they're remarkable. And I'm like you. I love donuts. That'd be my only yeah. thing. I think my yeah. love for donuts comes from the olibolin and pufferages because I do own a pufferage pan, which yeah. doubles but, as a weapon. You this this very heavy listen this is yeah. now it's a strange strange coincidence on the okay. end of the podcast is that i love we that can back now on the fact that you said that elon musk just is like buying other companies and improving the product <laughs> into something else is what you americans did with the oli bowl uh, you know right? what Ex you are exactly right you are and it's okay and it's okay it's okay nobody is original and you know what? That's so true. Nobody is original, and it is exactly what he's doing. Actually, yeah. before we super end the podcast, I have one more question for you because I, mm -hmm. I could talk to you all day because I love this. But mm -hmm. do you still have your pet duck? Uh, well, they grown up. Okay. And they, they, it's like children having children. <laughs> they, they, they flew out of the cuckoo nest. Oh. So they're still here. They're still okay. here, but. But uh, what happened is that we have this McDonald's over here uh, mm -hmm. and a lot of people, you know, they buy their McDonald's and then they park their car and start to eat it. And um, then the ducks find out if I'm going to be close to that car, I'm getting some donuts and, getting, and some, uh, some hamburgers. <laughs> some french fries, but right? The, the, the show, they are really fat now and, and just oh my gosh. being over there. But uh, but but yeah. This, I, I love I have, that. I have, I have had for like 10 years. Yes, I know. I know. And I always... Indoors. Okay, yes, I know. I've seen them come in. We have talked before on video. We've had mm -hmm. calls many years, and I all of a sudden we're talking, and there's a duck like walking behind you with a martini, that and I always funny. think that's yeah. the coolest thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's I had cool. to that's ask nice. you. Well, it's been a total pleasure, and I know it's late there, and I, I thank you so much for this, and I hope you come do more of these, and we'll have more discussions about everything like we do. I would love to, uh, Jennifer, okay. and I love talking to you. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Okay, have a great night. Have a great night. Okay, bye. Bye. You know, one of the beautiful things about living around the world is all the different people you get to meet. And part of the point of this podcast, if there is actually a point to any podcast, that is what a great privilege and joy it is to have been able to live all over the world and meet all these amazing people. So fascinating. I was always fascinated by Dim because I felt like he, um, his spirit never died. He was always, if he ended up in an unfortunate circumstance, he'd just like pivot and do something else. And I really admire that in people. And of course, who doesn't like to see videos of ducks running around behind you in your house? So I learned a lot from him. I learned a lot about mobile phones. I learned a lot about Android. And I learned a lot about tenacity. And I think that you can always pick up different 
aspects that you want in your life when you're out in the world rummaging around wherever you are meeting different kinds of people so part of the reason I wanted to create this podcast was in a way an homage to all of these people that I've met around the world and all the things they've created the things they've done to get to where they are now and the pivots and turns and dings and bumps on the head that they've gotten uh, to get them there and I, I love that because I said this before life is a little messy and it's I think we live life in the messy parts and I, I really wanted to be able to highlight some of the beautiful messy parts um, in this podcast and the people that I talk to. So thank you so much for coming back and listening again. I can see the numbers and I see that it seems to be you guys seem to be enjoying it. So I'm ever so grateful for that. So stay tuned for the next episode next week of Tiny Little Victories. Oh,